0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. How are things looking for the Christian Democratic Party?
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, Now look, what is happening at the moment is that uh, counting is continuing. Uh, Turnbull, as you know, has declared uh, government in the lower house, so that's all ready to go. In terms of the Senate, uh, what we're doing here is a counting. I've just spoke to the Australian Electoral Commission yesterday and they're telling me that the final count could be as late as August. But generally what we're doing is, as you know, the Christian Democratic Party stood uh, Senate candidates in every state. Uh, We did quite well, I have to tell you, um, uh, nationally, in terms of gaining uh, a swing towards the Christian Democratic Party. I think it's around about 1.8% total swing nationally. But in New South Wales, of course, we're neck and neck at the moment with the Liberal Democratic Party in trying to get that 12th Senate seat. Uh, as you know, each state has 12 senators and territories have two senators each, making a total of 76. So we're really trying. Um, we're up there with the uh, with the Liberal Democratic Party for the 12th seat in New South Wales. In the other states, of course, we're not doing as well, but family First. Uh, is looking good in places like South Australia, possibly Queensland, and, uh, and and that's about it in terms of the Christian presence in terms of the Senate at the moment.
0: Okay, well, uh, so what you're saying is that in the New South Wales uh, Senate count, there is a very slim possibility uh, that the Christian Democratic Party could still take that 12th Senate position uh, for New South Wales. That's what you're saying?
1: Absolutely, it all depends on preferences and preferences are very complicated. Uh, the Australian Electoral Commission tells me that uh, they are waiting for every Senate, Senate ballot paper to be returned to them and then they start, once they have the last one in, they actually start to allocate preferences but it's a very complicated formula and one that could, could give us and uh, we are pr- prayerful about it the 12th Senate for New South
0: Wales. Well, let's talk today a little about what the future might hold for Mm. the conservative side of politics, but in particular the Christian Uh, political parties, because, uh, Greg, uh, there's a sense in which over a number of elections now, whether they be state elections or going back to the last federal election, uh, where people have been saying uh, that there are a number of Christian political parties, why aren't they all just together under the one banner? Why are they, uh, you know, doing different things? Uh, you know, the resources obviously stretched in different directions. Is this a good time to start up a dialogue with those Christian-based parties in Australia with the view to forming a coalition of Christian parties? Look, in point of fact,
1: the time is right. Um, dare I use an old phrase by uh, Gough Whitlam, the time has come. In other words, it's time for us to get together. Look, if I look at the data, in New South Wales alone, uh, we stood a candidate in every lower house seat. 22 candidates out of 47 polled over 4%, which means that there's some some real financial benefit for us in terms of being refunded or being reimbursed by the Australian Electoral Commission for our efforts. In terms of outpolling the Greens, in New South Wales alone, seven candidates outpolled the Greens, out of 47 seats. So that again is showing us that there's a real void uh, in, in terms of conservative uh, politics in Australia. My view is that a double dissolution is not going to happen again, possibly not in our lifetime, and what Turnbull has just done uh, has learned his lesson. If there is no double dissolution again, we go back to the old problem of trying to make sure that we get a a senate quota which is going to be a half Senate election, which means the quota has to be higher and it's going to reduce the possibility of my pro or smaller parties getting a federal Senate seat. That being the case, the only viable option for all Christian parties is to get together and pool our votes, pool our resources and try and in that way to get a to to, to get a Senator elected as we work towards the state and federal elections. Otherwise I think we're just going to be fringe players because the the figures, the the data, the the, the actual statistics of of elections won't allow us to get elected unless there's a drastic change in terms of uh, how people vote.
0: Okay, so with the double dissolution election, it was an advantage for everyone rowing their own boat, doing their own thing, because uh, less uh, votes were required to actually meet a quota. But... As you say, uh, there might not be another double dissolution uh, in our lifetime, and uh, and so next time when things are back to a half senate election, if you're looking for a Christian spot on the crossbench, uh, really there has to be a different formula, a different way that everyone communicates that relates together, and there's going to be a need for a coalition of Christian parties.
1: Absolutely, I mean at the moment you've got Rise of Australia, you've got sort of Family First, you've got Christian Democratic Party, you've got the Australian Liberty Alliance. Uh, you've got Australian Christians. Look, we need to pool our resources. We need to pool our efforts, and I am of the firm belief that there is a real opening for Christians to be represented at the federal level. But it can only be done if we all see from the same hymn book. If you pardon the pun. Now. Now,
0: interestingly, because there are Christians in the major parties, in the Liberal Party, the National Party, Mm. the Labor Party, and you've got the likes of Corey Bernardi, uh, who's been uh, agitating to form a conservative movement. How does that conservative movement relate to what we might understand as Christian policies, Christian political parties? Are they very much aligned?
1: Look, I believe, so in point of fact, uh, I've opened up uh, dialogue with Corey Bernardi. Uh, I believe that there's an opportunity for us to be talking. Uh, nothing has been done yet. I'm hopeful to meet up with him in a week or two to see if there's an avenue there where Christians, conservatives, can really pull the resource. He is also echoing the views of the mums and dads in Australia, which says, we want to vote conservative. We want Christian values. We want Christian ethics. And there's no avenue for us to do that under the current Labor, Liberal and Green dominated parties.
0: Uh, Let's talk about rejuvenating conservatism because obviously there's been a lot of talk about that and uh, the way that votes have fallen in the uh, current election, uh, it might indicate that there is a, a move towards... Uh, people being concerned about where are the Conservatives, uh, this idea of rejuvenating Conservatism. Uh, is Any thoughts on, on how it got to be, uh, in some respects, uh, weakened and the need for a rejuvenation?
1: Yeah, look, interesting. Look, if I, if, I, if I look at our own membership growth, there were two really spikes that really hit us. And one was when uh, Tony Abbott was ousted by Turnbull what happened there was we got a massive influx of members from the Liberal Party wanting to join the Christian Democratic Party. Secondly, when when the Liberal Party at the budget time started to fiddle around with things like Medicare and and, and superannuation, we saw another increase in membership to the Liberal Party, to the uh, Christian Democratic Party. So it seems to me that every time conservative values are attacked or watered down by uh, The current government, there seems to be a real backlash and people are now saying, we want to vote conservative. What's our best option? Well, at this point in time, it's the Christian Democratic Party. So the data shows that there are people out there wanting conservative politics.
0: So, Greg, if there was to be a conservative coalition of Christian parties uh, Mm -hmm. before the next federal election... uh, Now, this is interesting because uh, while some... uh, commentators are saying, of course, uh, this current government will run its full term. Others are saying there's such a, a, a narrow uh, margin of of the Liberal National Coalition uh, having government that it may well be a shorter term than usual. Uh, how do you talk about a timeline for Christian parties to actually get together and prepare for the next election?
1: Look, good question. I, I, I'm going to I'm going with the school of thought that says that uh, the the government will not see out its full term. I don't believe it's going to be workable for Mr Turnbull. I don't believe it's going to be workable for the government. And depending on the final Senate numbers, I think you'll find a fairly aggressive and a fairly sort of confrontational Senate uh, make-up at the end of the day. That being the case, I can see it's going to the polls within the next three years. That is the reason why I said it's time for us as Christians and as Christian parties to sit down, talk to each other. I certainly will be making approaches to various parties. Uh, I mean, I I don't have any um, qualms. I don't have any, you know, sort of uh, firm plan at this stage because it's one that needs to be discussed between all the parties, but certainly to come under one banner. I mean, that's the way I think you see the, the current coalition. You've got the Liberals, you've got the National Party, They've come together and to their advantage. And I think the same formula is open to the Christian parties uh, at at this point in time. Otherwise, we've got no hope of really trying to get somebody elected. Uh,
0: This is an interesting uh, question, if you can respond to it. And I'm not sure how accurate you could be on on all of this, but, uh, but if there is a move to form a coalition of Christian parties. And, of course, as you said, you've got Rise Up Australia Party, the Christian Democratic Party, you've got uh, Christian-based parties like Family First, uh, you've got the DLP, you've got all these Christian parties. Uh, to form a coalition, would there be, in some, res- some sense, a uh, you know the formation of a whole new party, a whole new banner under which uh, all of these other Christian parties could sit? Is that the likely possibility?
1: Logically, you are 100%. That is the logical conclusion. It needs to be a new party if it's to come to fruition. Uh, again, we need to sit down. Are we going to glorify ourselves or glorify God? And if we want to glorify God and get somebody into the parliament of, 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 of Australia, we really need to get together as a coalition. And, of course, perhaps under a new name, whether it's going to be a, a, a Christian name or whether it's going to be a conservative name, that is yet to be determined. But I think you are right that it would need to be a new party uh, made up of a coalition of various uh, Christian interests. It'll be a
0: test, will right, of uh, graciousness in Christian political yeah. parties because everybody is uh, doing their own thing, uh, flying their own flag. Uh, and, uh, and in order to actually come together, uh, there's a lot of humility that would be required to actually form something new. And, of course, then you'd have uh, new leadership, all sorts of things like that.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely right. I mean, far better for me to criticise my colleagues or to judge them as uh, as, as party officials. But the, the the deal is this. I mean, I came to the Christian Democratic Party for one purpose, and that is to glorify God through politics, to get somebody in there that will stand for godly values, that will stand for the foundations of the Bible.
0: Now, that's a hard
1: job. It's a really hard job. But let me say to you, if the other parties have the same Christian belief, that we need people of men and... that we need men, and, people of men of faith, men and women in politics, then we surely have to come together, put our, uh, our, our own sort of glory aside and put God first so that we can achieve, at the end of the day, representation at the highest level in Parliament. Otherwise, the church fails to... Uh, so I us to recognise that secular politicians will never, ever represent our interests as Christians. It will not happen. Even though we have men and men and women faith in politics, it's not going to happen. We're going to have to do it ourselves, and we're going to have to do it under a, a new branded name, perhaps. It uh, may well be under Christian Democratic Party. Who knows? But we certainly need a coalition of Christian voices.
0: Well, Greg, it certainly is a space to watch. And as you say, uh, this... Parliament might not run its full term so i suppose there is a sense in which urgency or you know time is of the essence uh, yeah. to actually prepare for that time so you can't just sort of rest on your laurels and uh, uh, you know head back and do something else and uh, be yeah. prepared when there's another election called you've got to be really working on these things uh, all the time and uh, but Greg uh, great getting your insights today yeah. and uh, some sort of insight into what might happen uh, into the future as Christian political parties get together and, uh, and form some form of coalition. Greg Bondar is the National yep. Director of the Christian Democratic Party. Greg, just great uh, getting your insights into the potential for the future. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020.
1: Look, thank you very much. And can I just say thank you to everybody that voted Christian Democratic Party. It's our best effort ever. We've doubled our vote in most states. And uh, I just want to say thank you and blessings to all.